Welcome to the Good Fiction Podcast. Join us as we continue with Shadow Walker, Chapter 5. All my life through love's written pages, live and learn from fools and from stages. All these things come back to me. Chapter 5 The Summer of 2002 in Portland, Oregon. Lucy Giles, 16, about to turn 17. Stoner, head, skater, all those terms have been used to describe her. The move from Kansas to live with her dad and stepmom were designed to get her on the right track. The fact of the matter was, she was still a drug addict, and when she got to Portland, it only took a few weeks before she was right back into the same rut. She had made it to Portland for the last couple of weeks of school, and that was more than enough time to find people as in love with getting high as she was. Her best friend was Lysandra Williams, 17, just finished her junior year and lived with her mother and four brothers. Then there was Anthony, Anthony Kirkpatrick. He was a local small-time weed dealer and someone good to keep around for that particular reason. Tony, if he was known, would have long ago quit school if there was any way he could have kept connected to those who were looking for Wade. The only reason he didn't quit was because dealing was easier by going to school every day. LaShondra was tall and lean a former basketball and volleyball standout before the need to get high got the best of her. She was thick-lipped with a wide nose and had let her hair grow long over the past couple of years with braids all over her head tied together with beads of red, green, yellow, and blue. She had red, sharp fingernails. They were so long that they might have given people the creeps. She was kind of a scary girl, especially when she got mad. Something Lucy tried not to do. She was the last person you wanted to get into an argument with because if you did, you either would have your point proven wrong or you give up for her, I'm not going to back down until you give up attitude. Despite that, Lucy and LaShondra weren't happy with their home situations. Something they felt as if they could confide in each other. Lucy really didn't care much for her stepmom, but LaShondra was the only one that had ever heard those words come from her mouth. And that secret was safe with her. Likewise, LaShondra was critical in the way her single mom was dealing with her four brothers, a secret that was safe with Lucy. 
beyond all doubt, though, they liked getting high together. Tommy was a different story altogether. His dad was a Portland homicide detective and his mom a school teacher. An only child, he was pretty much left to fend for himself on a regular basis. Smart, but uncaring when it came to matters in regard to school. Despite their problems, Lucy and LaShondra had managed to keep their grades to at least passing or sometimes even better. Tony, on the other hand, didn't. He was constantly in trouble at school for simply refusing to do anything. He spiraled downward in his feelings towards school. It was almost like the school was trying to push him into quitting. Maybe that's why Lucy and LaChandra would give him those regular pep talks. Quitting wasn't really an issue of helping Tony, but more of not letting the authority win. Either way, collecting money and selling were much easier if he just showed up every day. A little on the short side at 5'5", five five, LaChandra and Lucy put him in the cute category, and his appearance was treated as a project. It wasn't uncommon for them to brush his curly brown hair in different ways or having tried different kinds of clothes. He didn't mind, really. It was done in fun, and he knew that his life revolved around getting high in his new a lot of the time was spent doing some silly stuff like that too not really having any cash to go out they would end up at Lucy's house usually in her room armed with a can of great air freshener they would take turns taking bong hits sometimes LaShondra or Tony were able to get a hold of a fifth of Jack or some snops. Really, it didn't matter what it was. If someone brought something, they would drink it. Most of the time, Tony would bring the weed and only occasionally ask for money. Neither one of the girls worked, so they had various methods of coming up with cash LaShondra had been known to shoplift and return the merchandise for cash. Lucy had flat out stolen money from her mother's purse on several occasions and once taken a bracelet out of the jewelry box to pawn. Both times she fully expected to be caught, but nothing was ever said. Lucy's life was such. School, weed, a little JD and soda, and a lot of coke on special occasions. One of those special occasions was coming out too. Lucy was only two weeks away from turning 17. LaShondra and Tony were openly planning a party for her. The plan was to have it at LaShondra's house. Her brothers were going to spend the weekend with their father, and her mother was going out of town with her new, quote, boyfriend, unquote. They would have the house 
I promised my mother that I would keep the boys for a couple of hours this afternoon. So they said their goodbyes. Lucy rolled over on her back and stared at the ceiling. Funny, she thought. These new friends of mine are spending more time thinking about and planning my birthday than my family. My dad hasn't even said anything. In fact, I bet my stepmom doesn't even know when my birthday is. Lucy went even deeper into thought about her family situation. She had often wondered why they never said anything to her about her pot smoking. Sure, they used air freshener and mouthwash, but come on, it still reeked in her room when they were smoking. Surely they weren't that stupid. Did they just not care? Then there was her mother. She had been so slick in talking to Lucy into coming and living with her father. She made it seem like things were going to be much better for her there, obviously. Nothing had changed, and everyone knew that. Maybe down deep, they never really expected anything to change. Maybe they talked her into moving just to say that they had tried to help her. At this point, she wondered if her mother would ever agree to allow her to come back to Topeka if she wanted to. The more she thought on it, the angrier she got. She felt trapped and frustrated. It was like a weight was on her shoulders that not even Weed and Jack Daniels could lift. She curled up in a fetal position in her bed. The sun was starting to set now and her room was darkening. On the nightstand, not too far from her bed, was a roach clip. She picked it up and rubbed the edge of it against her arm. The cool metal felt strangely good. She kept doing it, pressing harder each time. First a scratch, then a cut. She drew blood. Through the cut, her frustration seemed to be relieved. She did it again and again. Eventually, she got up to turn on the stereo and stop the flow of blood from the top of her hand to her wrist. She wrapped a pillowcase around her arm while Metallica sang her to sleep. What I felt, what I've known, never since have I shown, never free, never me. Thank you for listening. Join us next time as we continue with Shadow Walker. I'm Rodney Mathers. Goodbye for now.